Hello and welcome to On The Left Side, a different type of football podcast. I'm Jim, and if you like a bit of kicky ball but you don't feel the need to know how many metres were covered by the Arsenal physio this week, then you've come to the right place. This is a boring stat-free zone. Let's do this. I'd like to set the mood for this week's podcast with a bit of music. If you thought Gaza mumbling through fog on the Tyne or Hoddle and Waddle's stunning rendition of Diamond Lights was as bad as footballers singing got, you ain't seen nothing yet. Step forward, Ipswich boss, Mick McCarthy. Did you ever? Not so much that you could notice. Could you estimate how many? Eight or the Irish football website Balls, don't Google that with safe search off, has uncovered this gem of a charity song from back in 91, in which Armick teams up with Eurovision entry Linda Martin for a stunning ditty. It's great to see that Mick takes the same no-nonsense approach to finding the right note to sing as he does to football management. You'll do this Marware or nowhere. Republic of Ireland, you now have the opportunity to have the greatest European Championship song of all time. Take it. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Jurgen Klopp is an evil genius. His slightly demented laugh is enough to send shivers down the spine of even the most hardy footballer. And this week, he showed an insane way to motivate his players. Daniel Sturridge pulled out of the club's European game last week with a mystery foot injury. An injury that no one in the club's medical team could identify, causing Jürgen to question whether Sturridge was up to the rigours of English football. It's normal. Badly you have to learn to adapt to the new intensity. And in this time, you have to, to learn what is serious pain. And was only painted. Now, that's different. Most managers say something like, you know, the lad's worked really hard in training, he's desperate to get back out there, but it's just a bit early for him. But no, Klopp goes for the vaguely threatening. You have to learn what is serious pain and was only pain. Let us see how you cope with this, Daniel. Stick these headphones on. Now you'll know the meaning of real pain. He's a likeable guy. He's a very affable man. But there's something there underneath. I don't know if it's the German accent, but when he was asked this question after the League Cup win... How much would it mean to you to win this competition once again? He even made his answer sound a little threatening. Uh, a few people alive who won this title last time. When was last time? 2012. Oh yeah, then hopefully... <laughs> Are they still alive? They won't be for long. <laughs> Everyone loves a good gate, don't they? Janet Jackson's nipple gate, Brandon Ross's sax gate, Anthea Turner's flake gate. In fact, you add gate to the end of a word and it instantly sounds more exciting. Gate. So I present to you, Bib Gate. It seems that Diego Costa is going all out for the role of an ugly sister at Chelsea's annual production of Cinderella this year because he's playing the pantomime villain role perfectly. Oh, 
I genuinely think that Jose Mourinho and Diego Costa are deeply in love. It was only last week that Jose used his post-match press conference to give us an insight into his alone time with the moody Ford. A tough time in, in the dressing room, a few kisses, a few cuddles and no problem. And so obviously, with that kind of love in the air, Jose only wants to spend more time with Costa and so asked him to sit on the bench close by to him for Chelsea's draw against Spurs. But for some reason, it seemed that Costa wanted to go and play with his friends. And before storming off down the tunnel at halftime, like the petulant child he is when asked to tidy his room, he threw his training bib at Jose. And keeping true to recent form, he missed. But Mourinho wasn't going to get bent out of shape by this lover's tiff. He played down the incident in his usual fashion. Are you aware that he threw his bib towards the end of the game and it appeared to be in your direction? He missed. You know, if he wants to hurt me, he's not with the bib. <laughs> but as good as it is to know that Jose doesn't have some kind of secret bib allergy that we all need to be aware of, it raises the question, how do you hurt a football manager? Is there a special technique? A stake through the heart, perhaps? Or maybe you have to pierce the brain like a zombie? Now, actually thinking about it, there was only one way to really hurt a football manager. Tell them they're being replaced by Steve McLaren. But believe you me, we're all hurting. No one more than me. It's not just been Bibgate this week, it's also been pastry-based snack gate with not one but two top football clubs going a little bit loopy over their pies and pasties. First off, Leeds United. Not content with a boardroom as unsettled as Kieran Dyer's stomach after a week in the jungle and results as disappointing as a 2015 Manchester United Highlights DVD, they've decided to kick up a fuss in the catering department too. Fans sitting in the South Stand at Ellen Road have been hit with a pie tax. That's a £5 extra charge that's been stuck onto ticket prices, but that does entitle the fan to a free pie during the game, whether they like it or not. Clearly, they're not on board with government plans to reduce obesity then. A Leeds United spokesman has said they are looking at ways to encourage supporters to use the catering. That's encourage in the same way the North Koreans like to encourage people to support communism. If I was a Leeds fan, I wouldn't worry too much about it, to be honest. Given the owner's track records with managers, he'll probably no doubt switch the plan to a free kebab by next week before telling fans that they might as well do the catering themselves. But whilst one team is moaning about too many pies, it is the exact opposite scenario in East Anglia. Norwich City have just had their AGM and it's really great that there's a forum for fans to get to the heart of what's really important to them for the good of the club. So what was the focus of attention this year? Ensuring the financial stability of the club in a world of squeezed margins and falling profits. Nope. Attracting top-level talent to the club and building for the future. Nope. The speed at which sausage rolls get served on match days. Bingo. Punter's got the chance to grill, or should that be bake, <laughs> the club's board at the yearly get-together, and it was the speed of service of a simple sausage wrapped in crispy pastry that caused the big stir of the night, prompting quick and decisive action from the club, with more staff promised right there in that meeting, and cooking supremo Delia Smith herself pledging, If I could come down and give you a sausage roll myself, 
I would. Now, as much as I'd like to see all directors of football teams handing out baked goods on match days, I feel that Delia's talents would be wasted serving the food. In fact, I don't even think she should cook it. If you really want to play to her talents, give her half a bottle of Lambrini, give her a microphone, and get her to shout motivation at the serving staff. That would speed me up. Right, that's it for this week. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter on the left side for loads of extra content or Facebook if you're that way inclined on the left side pod. will find us there. I'm off to tell everyone I'm not that bothered about breaking a potential goal scoring record and then celebrate like I've lost my mind when I finally do. Because that's full time. On the left side is a Paint Your Headphones production written and produced by Ant McGinley and Jim Salverson. I just wondered. What did you wonder? Did you ever? Oh, was I? Believe you me, we're all hurting. No one more than me. 